Hello, Stephen. Hello, Erica. So what did we watch today? We watched episode three of The Daleks, a.k.a. The Escape. The No, I'm just trying to think of the story title because oh. there's, it's... The Mutants. Good job. Thank you. It's, um, you know, I have a theory about that. In the the mutants because it was it was called the mutants I think in the BBC sales catalog for the longest time, and then of course in 1972, the there's a John Pertwee story called the mutants that actually had the on screen title of the mutants. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally or not, that was also the first story that had a copyright date on the end credits. Which one was the, the mutants the in John, 1972? Yeah, John one. and I'm wondering if that was a. Um, you know, that wasn't a coincidence at all. They did that for that story to perhaps eliminate any confusion of uh, being mixed up with the uh, the first Alex story from 1963 slash 64. Ah, interesting. I've always wondered that. Mm-hmm. I've never got an answer to it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, don't look at me. I certainly don't know. No? No. These are the little minutiae that I like to focus <laughs> on because I've seen these uh, episodes a lot, a lot more than you. Mm-hmm. Over the years, although I had, I never saw this one until I was sixteen. Oh wow! Yep, because I saw the William Hartnell run later on in my teenage years, despite having watched Doctor Who pretty much continuously from age twelve to sixteen. Wow. Yep. I don't know if I've ever seen this before. I really don't remember. No. 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 But I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Yes. I, how'd you like this episode? Um, I this was really fun. I loved really? watching. Yes. Good. Well, it started off with you know it's been a while since we watched the last one, so mm-hmm. I was I kind of didn't have it in my head where we were. And it starts off with Susan in the TARDIS, and you know she she was just super brave and came all the way back from from the city all by herself. And and uh, when she steps outside of the TARDIS, it's just I'm so proud of her for just <laughs> stepping up. Uh-huh. And then and then she sees the Thal guy, and then she's all scared, and it. I just, I really, really like the beginning of this episode. And then, um, and then watching all of them when they're back in captivity, working together as a team. Yeah, isn't that great? That is fantastic. I love seeing them all come together. Everybody's contributing. Um, and everybody has a part to play. Everybody is still scared. Mm-hmm. You can tell, you know, Barbara's not sure about putting that all the mud in there. Yeah, but, there's but a she, lot of tension, isn't there? A lot but of she's tension. the one that came up with that idea, yep. which I think is wonderful. And and Ian's the one that figures out that they can use the Thal cloak for insulation. And the doctor's the one that figured out that the, uh, that the static electricity, um, with Barbara's help, because she's the one that sm- thinks it smells like a fairground. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it took me a second. I was like, Dodgems? Which I think are bumper cars. Bumper cars, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, there's there's the translate. There's the, you know, Ian and Barbara are the viewers, the mm-hmm. basic, the general viewers' eyes into the show, because they can sort of relate what they know, and everyone in the audience at home will know what they're mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah, I bet you Susan has never ridden a Dodgem, or a bumper car for that matter. Yeah, probably not. But she did supply the mud and the drugs to keep them all alive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's been going back and forth. Mud and drugs, that's what Susan's all about. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way she uh, she trusted, um, uh, what are the Thal's names? Not Temesis. He's the guy with a little hat. I have not picked up any of the Thal names yet. I think it's, 
and starts the name. Him anyway. Mm-hmm. And just the way, you know, do you, he asked Susan, do you trust me? And she sort of looks and then just, mm-hmm. just she's so happy when she says, yes, I do. I know. In my head, I was like, Adorable. that's probably not the wisest thing since this is just a random stranger um, who has given you drugs. Mm-hmm. Maybe kids at home don't trust random strangers who give you drugs. But in this case, he seems to be a pretty upstanding fellow so far. He does. And he, he, he does his best to win over Susan. And it's kind of because I remember I started watching this and I was thinking, um, I hope they don't do that thing where, you know, pretty people good, <laughs> yes. people in canisters bad. But she distrusts the Thals um, a bit um, to begin with anyway, you know, and they don't necessarily. Do- well, they kind of do distrust the Thals because they open fire pretty much within seconds of meeting them. Yeah. But she doesn't immediately trust the Thals, mm-hmm. which is good because, oh, good, you're human. Therefore, you are, you know, I can actually trust you. Um, mm-hmm. you know, she actually has to. You know, that trust has to be earned. She does say he's perfect. That too. He does, <laughs> they do. Well, they were intended to sort of, you know, they're all, notice they're all blonde. and uh, Yeah, that, which I have a problem with because, well, for one thing, no diversity, but mostly because I cannot tell them apart. Right. I can tell who the older guy is because he's a little bit older. He's but, got a hat. Don't forget the hat. Oh, I didn't. He's got a hat. Look, oh, a little yeah, hat with, on, yeah. Okay, yes. Because he's, he's the king. Gotcha. Um, he's king. But yeah, I, I can't tell anybody else apart because they all look the same. No, not even Dione. The, well, uh, okay. The one woman. Well, there's, yeah. there's one in the background. You can yeah, see. there were a couple of ladies, and yeah. but only one of them had a speaking part. Although when they it's cut away fat. and yeah. cut back to her, I honestly wasn't sure if that was the same woman or if that was somebody else. Right. Yeah. And I think she's promised to the the <laughs> Antid. Antid. I keep all number one. I keep wanting to call him Antidon. Antidus. Right. Is that his name? I have no. Why, why are you asking me? <laughs> there's Gannett. Oh, I forget. Terry Nation and his names are very. Mm-hmm. similar oh well yeah i'm not i'm not overly worried about it at least not yet well it might come into play later on well i'll, I'll try to learn their faces and their names well, as, the, as we go well at least they're actually saying their names and i know a lot of different you know like game of thrones they don't mention the names that much mm-hmm. um and so i get confused and so i only ever know peter dinklage and uh macy williams i'll just call them by the actors, actors names. names and if mm-hmm. i don't like charles dance I, I keep forgetting what his character's name Tywin. Tywin. Sure. It's always Charles Dance. <laughs> it helps It helps to have read the books first, I think, mm-hmm. in that case. But there was no book um, of the Daleks before it aired. No, but it was the first book made. Um, was it? Yeah, it was uh, 1965. It was called Doctor Who in an Exciting Adventure with the Daleks. <laughs> That's ri- adorable. As written by David Whitaker. And the, the cool thing was that this was, it was never intended to be the first in a line. So they, um, David Whitaker wrote in a whole new beginning um, to how, like basically this is the first story in that, in that book. And it's told um, first person by Ian. Kind of like almost like a, like how Watson would just sort of describe uh, his books, you know, just sort of like you know, oh, the, the doctor did this and I did this and that sort mm-hmm. of thing, and they so they 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 somehow stumbled into um, the TARDIS on Barnes Common is what it was called in the book. Um, I don't know what that means. It's a it's just a different street than Totters Lane, which is what it was oh, in on the oh. TV show, of course. So on, on Barnes Common, somehow uh, Ian and Barbara stumbled into the TARDIS, and then off they went. And the first place they went to was mm-hmm. Scarrow. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, wow. In fact, not uh, canon, not canon, not canon. No, but uh, another little fact, because this is what my job on the podcast is to do: is <laughs> to dispense random facts. Um, 
I think either the uh, chapter, I think the first chapter of of that story, uh, the novelization, was called Nothing at the End of the Lane. So I don't know if you've heard that before, that phrase yeah, that, before. Yes, I have. Yeah. Um, it's been used on a couple occasions for like tie-in books or something like that. And indeed, Neil Gaiman called his book Ocean at the End of the Lane because of that. Ah. Oh, that's lovely. Isn't it, though? It is. All tied together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Is that I- all we got? I think so. I mean, I, I wish I wish we had t- more time tonight to watch more yeah. because I'm I'm very excited and invested. You know, people have said that this one is slow and boring, and I suspect that I suspect that there will be some more um, <laughs> dead weight a little bit later on. But so far, I haven't seen any of that because I really have felt like every episode has just really cooked along. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think watching it this way, one episode at a time, mm-hmm. everyone who says it's dead and boring has probably sat down and watched all seven episodes back to back. It's never intended to be that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a series for the Netflix age. Um, it was always intended to air once a week and you sort of had to remember what's going on. And so I know I'm, I'm, you know, I wanted to watch an extra episode (laughs) four after this. We didn't have time, but, um, it, it, I, I think Terry Nation gets a lot of, Terry Nation wrote this, gets a lot of flack for like writing similar stories and not like putting his heart into it or anything like that. But I think it's a rollicking good little adventure story. You know, I agree. With a little escape mm-hmm. going on at the very end, and we can see the Dalek. Ooh, how about that? Did you like? How, what do you think of the the, the oh. whole escape attempt from for when they try to get away from the Dalek? I thought. I, well, I loved. The, you know, as I said, I loved the way that they put it all together, mm-hmm. and I, I liked. I liked how they all worked together at yeah. the end, and. I, I did not like how Ian sent uh, Susan and Barbara out in the hallway before they opened it up to, to pull the creature out, right. but whatever, it was the 1960s. It was the 1960s. Yep. Um, Women folk can't see that sort of thing, yep. you understand. Yeah, so I thought that was, I, I thought that was very smart, and mm-hmm. it seemed odd to me to put Ian in there since he's the biggest of all of them. Like, right. I would have probably put Susan inside because she's smaller, mm-hmm. but... But she doesn't... <laughs> Even especially since she would probably have more experience operating an alien device yep. than Ian, mm-hmm. but, but she's not going to have the voice. No, um, even very you know, true. if she's even if she's modulated to sound like a Dalek, it's not going to sound like you know none of the other Daleks that we've come across. Certainly mm-hmm. not this one, which we have heard speak. It doesn't sound remotely feminine. Yeah. So, so I guess it makes sense to have it be Ian or the. Mm. Or the doctor. You know what I like about that scene is that well, one one I thought it was funny when when the Daleks are sort of pushing uh, Ian up against the wall, and William Russell suddenly realizes that the Dalek is a little too short for him, <laughs> so he sort of edges himself down so that the plunger can sort of push him up by the by the chin. I thought it was kind of cute. But what I like though is when he opens it up, you know, oh let's get this thing off, and and when he sees something inside, we mm-hmm. as the viewer don't see what's inside at that point, and it just his reaction for the rest of the scene is like. Oh boy! Yeah, like that, he has just seen a ghost of some sort. Like he's, but he's realizing that he has to get it done. But he's like completely in shell shock at that point. It's a good performance. It is. And then we see a creepy claw come out from underneath there. Very effective. Mm-hmm. Very effective ending to an episode. Yep, yep. It's not quite the same sort of like you know cliffhanger that we get these you know when i don't want to say these days in my head i'm thinking as the late 80s as these days mm-hmm. or mid 80s <laughs> right the doctor who that i was used to growing up with uh-huh. um but still it is it is a moment and 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 scary and has and, a little bit of a thrill factor i know so. it's job, tantalizing it's tantalizing mm-hmm. you know you yes. only see a tiny bit of a claw coming out of there so yep yeah 
And now I get to be nervous about what happens when they get to the end of the hall. Meet that that Daleks entry. It's very exciting. Also, boo to the Daleks for for um, for their you know political machinations is not the right phrase, but. but, you know, fooling with uh, poor Susan has written this letter in good faith and now the fellows mm-hmm. get it. And I just, my heart is breaking because, yes, I haven't seen this, but I know what's going to happen to the fellows. Things are not going to end well for them. Right. And because we've seen Scarrow, you know, be destroyed multiple times mm-hmm. um, in the future. And I don't remember seeing any fellows. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think any, well, if anybody's starting with us, well, tough. You're going right. to get lots of spoilers. Um, well, we'll try not to. But. So, yeah. So that scene with them, you know, thinking that their four year journey might possibly be done mm-hmm. and that you know the daleks will help us and we'll be able to you know there is a future for us i just wanted to cry it was very effective because like there's still the part of me that's you know watching this for the first time having mm-hmm. hope so in my head i'm writing my own like you know my own alternate universe fanfic right. where where the daleks do work together with the fells and they build up scar and it becomes a wonderful vacation spot for people for centuries to come maybe, the end maybe it will <laughs> Understand that, you know, years later, Genesis of the Daleks kind of writes a whole new history. True. Uh, and with the time war happening um, in the 50th <laughs> anniversary, I mean, anything could happen. So perhaps perhaps a new alternate reality does exist where there's some sort of hippie commune with a thousand <laughs> Daleks dancing around in the in the meadow and and inviting tourists to come and stay and, and play with their little um, petrified stone horned beasts i like that let's end let's end on that done okay bye bye